Shout out to the mighty, the mighty who that nation, man. We up in this thing. Shout out to the fam. Coffee with Q, Saturday morning Saints talk. Or are the Saints really committed to winning? Are they really winning or committed to winning? We'll talk about it in this early episode of the coma. So shout out to the fam. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all for being in the stream. Good morning, grand rising to all of the fantastic enduring let me add that in there enduring enduring saints family members across the world shout out to you guys appreciate y'all being in the stream (laughs) what's up to you mama how you doing baby much love to you appreciate you being in the stream up early with your boy talking saints much love to you appreciate you all right poppy 504 shout out to your fam brown uh brown's flat power guy Shout, shout out to you javier how you doing sir says bonjour don't forget your favorite croissant. Yeah, there you go, man. I don't have no none of those, but I do like a good croissant. All right, T-Mama says, cute. Will there be sugar? <laughs> you know what, T-Mama? I'm all out of out of, uh, out of creamer, you know, to put in there. So, man, I'm just, you know, it's just black coffee with a little sugar in it today, you know. Uh, and usually I might get some tea. I might just have some water. But uh, anything for the family members, if you, you don't have to be coffee, you could be some right now. The Saints got people drinking a little harder than <laughs> a lot harder than coffee right now. But we just trying to maintain. Thank you, facts. What's up, brother Derek? How you doing, sir? Appreciate you being in the stream. Big ups to my dog, Randolph. How you doing, sir? Appreciate you for being in here. Much love to you. What's up, Antoinette? Shout out to you. Good to see you in the stream. Can you to you who that to you and good Morning, grand rising to the fam. Brother Gundam, how you doing, sir? DJ Phil Cole's in this thing. Good to see y'all. Asa's in this thing. Top of the morning to you, laddie. Shout out to you, Kevin. What's happening, man? Chilling in from Arizona. Much love to you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how people feeling right now, T-Mama. You know, everybody kind of. 
feeling a certain kind of way about things right now, you know, and, and the Saints ain't making it no better. So you know what I do. You know, I'm going to come in. I'm going to keep it real. Also bring in some levity. That's what we really need, some levity nowadays with the team as up and down as they are. We'll talk about it. We'll have a little therapy today. How about that? All right, Pete says, what up, Q? Happy Saturday morning. My brother, appreciate you for being here. Much love to you. What's up, brother E? How you doing, sir? Bobo Foucault says, Q, had to put some <laughs> some, hit in. Uh, some Jack Daniels, something in there, man. You know, that. You know, let me tell you something, brother. You know, they got it going crazy today, man. But what's up, Vilma? How you doing? Appreciate you. Shout out to you. Appreciate all the mighty who that nation family members. Y'all, please feel free to spike the like button. Feel free to share the uh, stream on your social media feed. We up in this thing. Saturday morning, Saints talk coffee with Q. Are the Saints committed to winning? That is the question. Now, that might sound like a pretty simple. It's a simple and straightforward question. And there's a lot of things going on right here. A lot of things going haywire right now just to put it quite simple especially with the saints but is it a surprise it's not really a surprise if you think about it if you think about it it's not really a surprise because we often talk about history and we know our history in the mighty who that nation you know what i'm saying we know our history and if you are really astute and a and a big supporter or a observer of history you'll notice that things hap- happen in cycles they really do. And there were things that I seen with this guy, Dennis Allen, over the team that I knew coming into the season. I was asking the question, what did Dennis Allen learn? What did he learn last year to make him a better head coach for this season? Right. And what I seen was he just added people around him that made him more comfortable. Did he learn how to be a better motivator? Did he learn how to scheme better? Did he learn, um, you know, you know, be a better communicator because that's important, right? So, I mean, there were several things that I was looking for uh, in terms of did he get better on, and he most certainly didn't. He didn't get any better because it's basically the same middling results that emulate him as a coach, a head coach. He is an up-and-down personality. And what I mean by that, no disrespect, I'm just saying from observation, I've had enough time to chart, literally to chart this dude's behaviors and his thought processes along with this team over the last almost two years and what i've seen and i don't get right off into it because you know we might why my you know why wait let's just jump right on in the deep end of the pool why don't we you know and the note some of the stuff that i noticed from dennis allen is that he lacks a lot of these intangibles the things that make great coaches great and mediocre coaches what they are he's just too mediocre he doesn't take a serious attention to detail. And I mean, attention to detail is like like a person. It's the difference between a person that operates with a budget and a person that doesn't, that fly by the seat of their pants. It's really a big difference. Like really people, everybody wants to be wealthy or well off, but it takes a certain degree of control over your finances to make that happen. And you'll see people who have supreme control over their finances know where every dollar, every penny is going versus somebody that's flying by the seat of their pants. It's a big and noticeable difference, isn't it? So this is the type of stuff I see with the Saints. Like the attention to detail aspect is not consistent. His discipline in terms of creating, uh, uh, you know, rules or parameters when people violate, they get hit with that you know, removed out of the game 
missing time. You drop catches, you got to sit down for two or three plays or whatever the case may be. You blown blocks, you get taken off the field. You get caught up on penalties, you get taken off the field. You see what I'm saying? And you have to be strict. Like Coach Payton, when he first started, he was really strict. And that's something that you have to do as a head coach. When you step in here, you have to set the tone. Like you, you can't have all of this play play and all this kind of me personally. I would take all of that stuff out of that locker room, the smoke machines, the disco balls, the music and all this shit dancing. What you celebrating for? You ain't won anything. Well, it's hard to win in the league. So we're going to celebrate every win. Well, why you celebrating every win? Make sure you celebrate every damn loss too. Well, that's just crazy talk. No, what's crazy talk is the fact that people are celebrating wins and they ain't won anything. You ain't done anything, <laughs> which you did. Well, we won the game. Well, that's not what you're here for to win these games. You have to get to the next level. And me personally, I thought it was an, I would have, have taken all that out of there. And once I seen that this team was really focused and they were actually putting in some work, like doing all that dancing and stuff, I mean, you know, you get that to a team with 10 wins. This team's struggling to even get anywhere. And that's in due, that's in part by the head coach. You want to place blame on the team, it starts with the head coach. Now, you can go above the head coach. But really over the team is the head coach because he has control over the team, all aspects of the team, personnel decisions, uh, who, you know, this, that and the third. So and then another thing is we talked about it. And at the end of the season, I guess I can do it. But I continue to get a Saints ideas to do it, that a person that will come in and charge them millions of dollars to advise them on what to do. I ain't talking about a Bill Parcells type situation or some advisor that come that did something. I'm talking commonsensical things. Like Dennis Allen, you know, switching up the play caller on offense, letting Ronald Curry do it for a little bit just to see if it changes up things. You stop calling plays over the defense and let Coach Woods do it. And then focus on the overall maturation of the team. Look at all factors. See, he's trying to call plays on defense like he's some type of big-time boss, and you're not none of that. Let Woods call the defense, and you act as a head coach. You know, he's trying to be like, oh, I got the plays. Now, let let Coach Woods do that, and you focused overall. But it wouldn't make much of a difference because he don't have any vision. And the vision is to understand that once you recognize a problem, to deal with it. Like, the Saints need therapy. And I mean, seriously. I mean, the, the people at the top of the team, like the head coach needs therapy because this dude would see, you would see issues that are so clear and obvious. But to him, they're not issues. To him, there are no problems at all. A quarterback that can't drive the offense, and we have two weeks left in the regular season, two games actually, left in the regular season, you're hanging by a thread for a playoff spot. Doesn't make any changes, even though talks about making changes. Does that speak to him being a coward or the fact that he just, I don't think he's a coward in that aspect. What I think is he's a person with no vision, doesn't know what he's doing, and is either, and and you know what, I'm going to say that, scared to a degree to make changes because if you don't make changes, to something that you know, and you can see the results. You can't look at the the, the schedule and say, well, um, we lost this game. We have to find the answers. You're not serious about winning if you're not changing anything. You're not serious. That's what I was saying in the last broadcast. I was bringing it up. If you're not making changes and constantly changing or constantly evaluating what's going on with this team, then you're a loser. You're a bum. You're garbage. You don't deserve the role as a head coach or for anything. You The, the top leader of a, a hot dog vending machine, if you behave like that, you don't deserve to have that. That's for responsible thinkers and, and, and people that are 
progressive action people that see something, see a problem and go right at it and attack it. The therapy aspect is the Saints don't fix. And I said this before, and it came to me during the game because it watching all of this during the season and family. This was like the phrase of the season for me. And I was like, this is exactly the team that it's a team that has, you know, that doesn't fix its problems or issues or errors. They just live with them. Think about that for a second. That hit me and I was like, damn, that's exactly it. That's the pro- That's it. That's them in a nutshell. Instead, they're a team that lives with their errors and problems and issues and refuses to fix them. Instead of fixing them, solving them, they elect to simply live with them. I'll give you an example. Derek Carr, the quarterback, the $150 plus million quarterback on four years that the Saints thought would be the answer to the problem with the Saints offense. Well, it hadn't worked out that way, haven't it? Well, it could if the guy that was running the team, the head coach, and his offensive personnel at the top of the team would stop being blind and start looking at the tape like so many of us do, I do every week, look at the t- all 22 and you see everything. They're studying the same film, by the way. It's not an extra special, sensitive, uh, unique film that they're looking at that you don't see. No, they're looking at the same stuff that you have access to. Same stuff. And when you look at it, all it shows you is that a maddening concern of errors that's going along with the quarterback in connection to his skill set players his understanding of the principles of the offense, which is supposed to be a QB friendly style system. And the fact that the, the offensive line is disjointed, discombobulated. Half of it plays well at times. Half of it don't. They can't even pull and have uh, or operate sweeps or tosses without effectively blocking personnel in front of the running back. It is Elvin Kamara is probably having one of his most frustrating seasons because he's healthy and back there and they can't open up lanes or holes for him. Just think about this. Last year, Jamal Williams, the backup for Elvin Kamara, or rather his compliment, had 18 rushing touchdowns. You know how many Jamal Williams has this year? I think it's none. Let me check it out. Let me just because my mind is registered. Say, not nah, you give him one. You don't go. You, you think and coming into the year, you're like, man. Uh, Jamal Williams is going to really help the Saints. He had 18 rushing touchdowns last year, led the NFL, led the NFL, and comes here to New Orleans, and you know what he does as a compliment? Actually, he has two. He got two rushing touchdowns. Okay, he has two of them. I just looked it up. Let me make sure that's true. I want to make sure that that is true. Okay, yeah, he has two. Okay, he got two rushing touchdowns versus 18 yards last year. He was more of a starter last year, but his rushing totals right now or for 222 yards. It is absolutely amazing. You know how underutilized and the more he was banged up, but man, you will look at stuff that's happening with Elvin Kamara's numbers. You'd be like, wow, this is horrible. He has 170 carries for 640. We got two regular season games left and Elvin Kamara is not even at 800 yards on the season. He's averaging less than four yards carries, and he usually has a, a you know a sensational you know he always gets right up to a thousand yards stuff like that well he's the focus back this year he's not really getting going and not, a lot of that's not on ak-41 we know he missed a couple of games to start the year off but really truly the offensive line has not been kind to elvin kamara i'm just going to keep it a buck with you 
So that's some of the things that you talk about. Like the saints need therapy. They don't fix problems. They live with them. And of course we created, and since they don't have an identity and Elvin told them the media that they don't have an identity, Pete Carmichael says, yes, we do. I say, well, Pete Carmichael, you should tell Elvin Kamara what the identity of the team is. And the truth is they don't have identity. Elvin is a straight shooter. He told the truth. Elvin Kamara told the truth. There is no identity over the team because that's why they disjointed. You see the quarterback throwing places he has no business throwing. Uh, fourth down passes go five yards away from the wide, away from the tight end. They don't, you know, it's always four or five plays during the game where the quarterback and the wide receivers or the tight ends are not on the same page. It's always that, and it's sickening. It's tiresome. It's awful. It's it's just ridiculous. And then, like I said, then we've given them an identity here, you know, on the coma. We've given them an identity. And y'all know when we was like watching or listening to the last stream, what's the name of the Saints? New identity. Could somebody help me out and put it in the description section? <laughs> I mean, in the comment section in the chat. Could y'all do me a favor and put the new name of the Saints offense and the leader who's the, the the key leader of that unit could y'all please list it in the chat let me see if people remember it <laughs> let's see if y'all can remember that all right reggie says it's over family saints were outclass rams better team saints hot and cold defense on the field too much team not on the same page praying for them family stay diehard fam who that to you thank you reginald shout out to you Gundam says he's not going to do that, Q. He's an arrogant and stubborn. Yeah, he's arrogant and stubborn person. What's up, Scoob? What's up to my dog, Scoob? Shout out to you, brother. Good to see you. OG to the third degree. Shout out to you. Good to see you. Much love. Big ups to the fam being up in here. Good to see y'all. Dedrick, I see you. Jack, how you doing? Chantel, much love. That's right. What's what's the name? <laughs> there you go. What's the name of the group, though? Come on, y'all. Y'all got to have the name. of the, What's the name of the Saints' new offensive name? What's the name of the group? Now, that's the leader of the group, but what's the name of the group itself? That's the leader. Check down Charlie, but what's the name of the group? What's the name? Let me see if y'all remember it. We talked about it on the last stream. What's the name of the, the state's new identity, the name of the group? All right, y'all put it in the chat as we keep it going. So anyway, yeah, and, and this is the thing. Now, this is the first stream, family, to be honest with you, that I've done uh, since Thursday. You know, I didn't do one Friday. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's just, it's what it is at this point, but it's not very surprising uh, to me to see what's going on with this team. You know, it really isn't now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, no, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Y'all remember. That's right. Thank you. Oh, can you to you? Frankie, shout out to you, man. That's right. It's dysfunctional dynamite. <laughs> and that's what I was, because that's what I was watching this team, man. We're watching them playing. And uh, and this thing, this, this crazy Looney Tunes episode popped up, right? You know, y'all remember Looney Tunes back in the day with the with the Road Runner and uh, and the the, 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 the that ragged ass coyote. And the coyote always used to have these products. I don't know how he had this endless uh supply of uh products that he would get from this company called Acme. You know, and Acme would send him all this. Stuff. I don't know how he was paying for all this stuff, man. <laughs> I don't know how he was playing for it. But 
he used to take he used to have this dynamite stuff you know hold on let me see if i can pull up a few pictures right here look at this right here this is bringing back members for a lot of y'all man y'all remember this <laughs> there you go look at him there's a picture right here with him looking at the acme catalog he got the damn catalog right there look <laughs> see what he can order and as you can see he got the dynamite right there. And usually he'll take the, dy the dynamite to blow his ass up. He don't know how to handle it. He's a novice with it, right? He does stupid stuff, right? So, so yeah, anvils and dynamites. He would, he would, in dynamite, he'd do it. So it was the group, like, he'll have these, this, these, like, you see the red sticks of dynamite right there. He would have them in the bundle. So it'd be like five or six of them rolled up and one in the middle. Y'all remember that? And then the one in the middle, in the middle of it would have a long string, right? And he would light it and you know and get ready to throw it and then it'll be a dud it don't light on fire you know it doesn't blow up right and it's you know and then when he goes to go and see what's going on then it blows up when he gets over there that's what the saints offense is like to me is this functional dynamite because when it's supposed to go off you light it and you wait for it to go off and it don't go off you're like man why didn't that go off and then you walk over there and blow up See, that's dysfunctional dynamite. That's what the Saints offense is. And I was saying that right before the first touchdown. People saying, Q, these people can't score. I say, family, listen, this team is like, and it hit me, dysfunctional dynamite. And they, and then right after I said, I said, these people go off when they're not supposed to go off. And when they're supposed to go off, they don't do nothing. They're dysfunctional, right? And that's, and that's it's the, it's the exact thing that happened, like, in the fourth quarter. Like, why didn't the fourth quarter be the first quarter? If they would have acted like that, they could have set a tone and could have really have shaken up the Rams. Because the defense, if the Saints have done that in the first quarter, defense would have fed off that and would have been able to been fired up even more to go after uh, Matt Stafford and get him on the ground. They'd have been really playing because it, they, all fed, they would have fed off of that. So, yeah, that's what it is. It's dysfunctional dynamite, and the and the leader of the dysfunctional dynamite is the quarterback, and his name is Chuck Check Down Charlie, because that's all the Sunbit do is check it down all the time. He will not fail to uh do anything else. So that thank you for that. Appreciate you, Frankie. <laughs> yeah, check down Charlie. The lead, yeah, dysfunctional dynamite. And dysfunctional dynamite is a group. That it's, it's a failed, it ain't even a real group I created. And I created a fake story for it and everything. I was like, okay, Dysfunctional Dynamite is a mythical 90s group that failed because they were obviously uh, inconsistent. They didn't show up for practice, you know, they, so they was a failed rock group. And the, and the, and the key dude is a, not even a guitarist. He's a tambourine player by the name of Check Down Charlie. Whole little damn thing. Y'all know I got a big imagination, man. But anyway... This is what it is. Now, it's not a big surprise to me that the Saints lost the Rams matchup. It, I, I couldn't call it then. And I was like, I don't know, because they're so inconsistent. Derek Carr doesn't know. I ain't going to say he doesn't know what he's doing, but he's incredibly flawed. For the Saints to fix Derek Carr, and he's fixable. Anything is fixable, for real, even Dennis Allen. But the issue is they won't do it because they don't recognize issues. They don't recognize problems or issues with the guys that are really hurting the team, like case in point. And I give them all this, and they still won't do it. Derek Carr has major issues seeing the field. Like he only see has to have the field. Put one in the chat if you heard me say this like a million times. Derek Carr sees half the field. He will look left, stay left, or go to the center, or start center and move left. Or when he snaps the ball, he'll start center and then go right. But it's very few times in the game that he'll actually take his time and span left to right or right to left, like you see Matt Stafford do 
in the game. When Matt Stafford was back there, he was fanning left and right looking. And that's how you see options because there's always somebody that's going to be open. You know, you might have something, somebody might be be a a tougher throw for you to make, but there usually is somebody else that you can see. And even if there's nobody there, you might be able to break away if you have a lane and be able to pick up a five or six yards, slide down to kind of help your offense. If something's not there and the guy's coming, just simply throw it out of bounds. Don't take the sack and protect yourself, right? But if you look at Derek Carr, how he plays the majority of times, he's only staring at half the field. That's a point. That's a problem because you're missing guys on the right side of the field. If you watch the tape, it's always on there. Like the guy, you'll see him staring left and then there guy, there's guys on the right side of the field, literally one-on-one coverage. And the defenses have one safety playing center field. The other safety is gathered around the box. So you have one-on-one matchups between his wide receivers to the outside, which if he puts the ball correctly out there, the guy can run up under it. If it's Rashid Shahid in a one-on-one matchup with no safety support against the cornerback, you throw that ball out there and let Rashid run up under it. As long as you don't throw it stupidly five yards ahead of him, if you put, if you hang it and put enough air underneath it to lead him, he'll run up under there and get that play. And so with Chris Olave, if he's not hurt, Chris Olave is fast too. If he's one on one and there's no, there's no safety support there, he's against a guy. I trust that. I'll throw that. That's what Jameis does when he comes in the game. Jameis sees that 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 guy don't have safety support, and he'll put that ball out ahead of him where that guy can run up under it. You got to give him a chance. That's what's giving him chances. And that's he misses a lot of his opportunities because he himself is so flawed fundamental. That's a very flawed trait that he has of only sticking to uh, half of the field. That is awful. That's the number one thing I would change if because you're not going to get rid of him. Nobody wants him. You're stuck with him. Thanks to Dennis Allen. So if you if you really want to change him, somebody will have to come in and look at it like we're looking at it now and say, say, bro, see, listen, look. This is the problem. You're only looking at half the field. That's why you're making these bad decisions with the ball. Why aren't you looking to the other side of the field? Well, I'm just lazy. That's the bottom line. I'm just lazy. Oh, I don't feel like it because there's no reason for you to just stare left and don't look right. You're lazy. You're late. You're you're operating very lazily from the QB position, sir. You're going to have to stop that or we're going to have to sit you down. And I don't care how it looks, how much money you make, how frustrated you are. We're going to have to sit you down if you don't learn to span left or right. Okay. Okay, let's get that understood. That's how they're going to have to deal with the situation to fix Derek Carr. They're going to have to stop him from doing that. They're going to have to teach him. And I know that sounds crazy because when you start playing quarterback, the first thing you're supposed to understand to do is to span the field, go through progressions to see who's out there and who's not. Come on. That's elementary stuff. But he's been doing this for years. And he's been getting away with it because he had the arm power to do it, to fit the ball in the tight window, to force into double coverage. You see what I'm saying? But he doesn't have that arm power this year because he got a tore up shoulder. He got broken ribs, so he can't push the ball like he usually would push the ball. His ball don't have the same accuracy because he can't pinpoint and put it where he needs to. That's why the ball is floating because he's shot up with painkiller. A lot of his body is numb out there. And that's like I'm giving game. I'm keeping it a, a thousand percent points with you guys. When you talk about them numbing it up, him numbing. Or you guys know that dealing with pain, when they shoot you up with pain, or if you have a leg or something like that, it's a different sensation. Like they dull in the nerve so you don't feel that pain. This guy's out there operating like that. So if he's trying to throw the ball in the right shoulder, which is the issue, it's his, he's a right-handed dude. So all of that's on the right side in the shoulder. And if it's shot up with painkillers, 
And he shot up with, you know, where I don't know which side his ribs on. They don't tell you which side of the ribs on. I want to say it's probably the same shot side where the shoulder issue. So it's all connected to it. I wouldn't be surprised if it's his right ribs that's tore up because that's where he got slammed down on, on, on that side with that shoulder. So if I had to gamble and they didn't say it, but if I had to gamble and say it's probably the right rib area that's attacked, you know, that's around that right shoulder, all that kind of stuff that's tore up. So all that shot up with painkiller. And that definitely, and Dennis Allen said, doesn't affect his performance. Dennis, Dennis Allen is a liar if you don't know that by now. Any medical person, you can look that up and see, they'll tell you that, that when you shoot somebody up with painkiller to rush them back out on the field, it's, an, it's not, he's not going to have the same accuracy he had if he was a healthy person. It just, it's just how it goes. It's just not going to happen any other way. So that's something that I would do to help Derek Carr, like force him to see the whole field in progression. Or be, or be yanked. You do me no good by just staring down half the field. Another thing is because you can, you, you're not going to be able to give them pocket awareness. That's just, that's just a skill or instinct that a person has. You're not going to be able to give them that. So all you can do is help him hasten his clock or get the clock in his head by doing exercises. One, miss one Mississippi, two Mississippi, getting him stuck, you know, used to a routine of getting rid of the ball within a certain period of time and not just standing there thinking you got all day. He has zero clock in his head. When And that's and this is something that Drew Brees, we watch Drew Brees do. And most responsible quarterbacks do have a clock in their head when they're supposed to get rid of the ball by a certain period of time. Even if it's the hot route or whatever you got, if you're saying you got to get rid of that ball, if you're going to scramble and go and see if you can find a few yards and slide down or, you know, whatever you got to do. It's a certain period of time that you have to get rid of the ball, and that's something that he can be worked with. That's 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 not a very hard thing to work on in practice with creating a clock scenario for Derek Carr to have. He has zero clock. He think he has all day to stand back there. 